would like to welcome you to Imran's podcast. I'm here at Tasa's house. David and Mary Jo here. Um, just arrived and trying to get my Southeastern Trail series jacket. Um, suddenly I've, I've gone from a, a master to what, a grandmaster? <laughs> I feel really old, but, but hey, you know, I got my jacket and I love vest and uh, this is a vest feel comfortable. David, um, uh, thanks for letting me come here. I missed the party. Uh, how was the party uh, with with all all the runners? Just kick off. To tell us the kickoff of Southeastern Trail series. Yeah, it was the party was was great. We really enjoyed it. Had a, a good crowd. Maybe the biggest we we've, we've ever had. Uh, the uh, finish line catering did the catering for us, and it was outstanding. And uh, I ate too much, but. <laughs> <laughs> Especially their strawberry cake. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, um, I, I miss the party every year. We enjoyed, um, and uh, Marlene, my my wife, was asking, like, "Why why did we miss party?" I, I told her we were in Louisiana. We were running a, uh, she was running a half, and uh, I ran full. So we we were committed a while, like almost a year ago. So for that we'll that we yeah, we'll we'll have it again. Our I'll, I made this. You'd eat some strawberry cake if it's still here. Oh, uh, no. It was gone. <laughs> okay, it was gone. Mary Jo said so. <laughs> so, so next year we'll we'll have that. So definitely, I'm just here. Um, you know, just talking about. Uh, I wanted to talk about the, some of the southeastern trail um, trail trail races. Um, we just finished the year with with a with a blood rock being the last one, and then I think the series will start in April. Uh, also. We'll talk about um, the South Southern 200, Southern State 200. Yes. So we, we really want to focus on Southern State 200. That's a very new thing for us in the South. We have a 100-miler. We have Pinhody. We have uh, Lake Martin. We have all the 100-milers. But this is a new thing. So before we jump into that, uh, David, talk about uh, the, the series or, or this year. What, what are you looking forward for that? Let's just start from there, and then we'll talk about the. 200 after that. Go okay. ahead and tell us about the series. Sure. The uh, the series is actually going to start early this year. The first race, Tranquility, is uh, March 2nd. It's actually before Lake Martin. And uh, we had to kind of shift things around a little bit this year. Then Lake Martin is mid-March, and it's the Lake Martin 27, 50, and 100. And this race takes place on the Russell Forest Trail Systems, which is totally privately owned land, the entire race. Following that's the 200, mid-April. And I don't know the dates of the next race, but the next race is, uh, I mean, I'm just not sure about the the order of things. We're looking ahead at calendar as as David was describing the calendar. Most of my calendars already getting conflict, so it's a, so so you, we 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 had to change it. Uh, I was talking to David about Lake Martin already. Um, the changes is because we he had to adjust a week for the for the this uh, Southern State Two Hundred. So that we'll talk about that a little bit. But definitely, um, uh, you know, this this races are great. Uh, if you have never been, uh, that's I do. I, I did a lot of trail races. Um, you know, been staying in trail running because of this all this um, southeastern trail series that I run throughout the year. So, David, you you have the calendar up? Yes. Okay. The uh, May twenty fifth is going to be our Memorial Day. Of course, that's Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. The race is on Saturday. 
then the run for kids is actually going to be June 3rd next year. Oh. Which, in a way, it kind of fits because the run for kids has a 12-hour in it. Yeah. So it <laughs> It'll be in the summertime, but that's fine. Yeah. Then after that, we're back onto the normal gotcha. normal schedule with uh, Hotter and Hell coming up in the middle of July and then Ridge to Blazing Ridge in August, mid-August. Uh, run the um, uh, Endless Mile, which is, you know, again, going to have a 72-hour out at uh, Veterans Park in Alabaster is in o- mid-October. Yeah. When is Hotter and Hell? And then... When is Hotter and Hell? Hotter and Hell's mid-July. It's July, third yeah. weekend. In, yeah, I don't uh, remember the dates, yeah, but it's well, right it's in summer, the center. And then, of course, Blood Rock uh, will be, I think, next year's is November 30th is the start. And there won't be 100. It'll just be the... 25K and 55K and the 50 mile. And I believe next year we'll be able to use the Belcher gotcha. property. So it'll be one Still 50 mile out. loop. Gotcha. So, so definitely happy to. One, one, one riz to riz. There we go. Yeah. Do check the, yeah, do check the calendar. Um, it's changing around for, even for me. It's like I've been running this, what, 10, 11 years, and, and my mind is all, always set for those weekends. And I, I forget that sometimes, like, even the times are in my head. It's like this is one year I, I showed up and raced. I knew that I have done it like four or five times, and then it was started early. So anyway, I, I'm an autopilot for all most of these races. So definitely, um, like I said, Minson, um, you know, running this series will help people if they want to get back in trail running. You know, if you don't want to commit to bigger races, you know, riding doing a Lake Martin 100 or anything, definitely it helps you to kind of build that. Then we talk about um, the how series has grown. What is this? Is 11th, 12th year now? We're starting 12th, correct? This is, I believe, going to be the 13th year probably. Mm. Uh, no, maybe it's the 12th year. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I lose track of things like that. Uh, but it's still laid out as a training program, you know, the a little more so now with the run for kids switched around because the uh, fact it's more like the original because our original run for kids took place on uh, Memorial Day weekend anyway. Okay. And it was very hot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll be hot. So. So, but, uh, you know, it's, it's still the same training program with the easy easier races at the beginning and getting progressively harder, more hill climbing to the point that by the time uh, you get all the way through the 25K or the 55K, you're ready for about any ultra in the country. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah. I, I have those experience, like I mentioned several times here already, you know, staying in this trail series has helped me. So definitely, we're going to switch back to, you know, this is the, the series that we, we talked about. This is really, we, we've been running for a long time, a lot of a lot of friends. We made a lot of friends here. You know, we cried when we were happy. We have bloods all over the <laughs> Oak Mountain running happy. Tears, bloods, and sweat. I think that's what we call them. And a little bit of yellow jacket bites too. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so definitely it is a, it is interesting um, to stay in it. Uh, it's a really, sometimes it gets really challenging some months and definitely. So let's switch back to this 200 idea. When, when the 200 idea came i was like oh wow that's 200 something something very interesting uh tell tell us about where this idea came started let's talk about what is the southern state 200 so let's talk about that this is the first 
I think this is the first concept in the South, especially the trail we're running. Uh, let's talk about that, uh, where the idea came and how, how, how has it been developed and, and talk, talk to us about that. The idea just came along. I mean, as I started seeing how popular the 200s out West were, I went to, to run one of them. And, um, uh, with actually with the thought of maybe we should do one of these, I maybe, you know, had no idea if it could actually, it's not something that we would try by ourselves. That's why we partnered with another, some people out of, uh, Huntsville. And, um, the, the, of course, the biggest thing is where you're going to have it, because if we're going to do a 200, it needs to be a point to point. I mean, technically our endless mile we could add a few hours and make that a 200, but that's, you know, there's, there's something about a point to point race through mountain trails, not on pavement or anything like that, like, uh, endless mile would be. That's just, it's a real challenge. You know, it's a challenge to put together because we have 15, eight, uh, now 16 aid stations mm-hmm. scattered across 200 miles of trails. And, uh, but, you know, we started looking around for possibilities. Well, the obvious one's the Penhody Trail, which is 350-something miles long. I'm not sure exactly what. Um, although there's, it does go through the middle of downtown Dalton, Georgia, so, you know, you don't want to have a trail race go across <laughs> through the middle of a town. But uh, so we're starting on this side of Dalton. Uh, it follows the Penhody Trail all the way to the top of Cheeha, and it just happened to turn out that that's, almost exactly 200 miles by trail. So, you know, we started thinking, well, that would be a possibility. We talked to running lane up in Huntsville and they were interested. So then we drove the course going to run Merrill's Mile one last year and checked out some of the locations and found out some of the things I had looked at on the map and thought were going to be good mm-hmm. spots for aid stations were not at all. Uh-huh. It had to make some shift, some changes and things there. Then after uh, Hotter and Hell last year, Mary Jo and I drove the course again and narrowed it down, found some really good spots, found a great, neat place to start, that little store called Need to Feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Mill Creek community, which is actually part of Rocky Face, Georgia, which is a great place to start a race. Um, they, they were thrilled to have the race start literally in their, in their parking lot. So we're going to start there, uh, come up through some interesting trails to get up to the Pinhoti. And from then on, it's, it's on the Pinhoti all the way, except for we have to, we have to add a few miles of some multi-use trails um, before the third aid station. And then we have to add, we have to go around the Duggar Mountain wilderness area because you're not allowed to use mm-hmm. the Penhody through the wilderness area. So there we, we come off again and use some multi-use trails uh, just before getting to Col- Coleman Lake. And we just, when we looked at that, we, you know, saw that that was a possibility uh, we began to get really excited about it. So we've got our applications in with the National Forest Service, and nobody seems to think there's any issues there. Um, we've reserved the Baldrock Lodge, which is this amazing stone building built in the 30s, and it has 12 rooms, and we're going to rent out 11 of them. Uh, and that's right at the finish as you come off the boardwalk. They also have the inn uh 
that's a little newer, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's just it's a beautiful spot to have the race finish. A little bit of a climb going up there. It's the highest point in Alabama, but that's that's kind of fitting. And also, you know, compared to some of the races out west, there's we do have twenty seven thousand feet of elevation gain over the two hundred, but that's really not. It's the Pinotti is very runnable. It's not, there's nothing brutal. There's nothing dangerous. I mean, you can always fall down and hurt yourself, but um, you don't have to worry about running out of water and dying of dehydration somewhere. With the Alabama weather, you, I guess, potentially could get really cold. We never know what's going to happen with, with the weather, but there shouldn't be any, any extreme weather other than maybe a thunderstorm, but that's possible anywhere. So uh, we're, we're excited about it. We've got an unbelievable number of volunteers. We already have several of the aid stations that are actually totally staffed. The people are doing it themselves. Uh, the area, the town of Cave Springs, for one, the town's doing the aid station. Gotcha. We we deliver everything, but but they're doing it. And there's several other aid stations like that. Are, they're ready to go. So now we've just got to get it everything put together. Uh, all the volunteers put into place, which is no small task, <laughs> and uh, have the race. What is the race? What's the, what's the date? It's April. It starts April 12th, and it ends on the 16th. It's a 100-hour cutoff. Uh, you can either stay for those that are running, which right now is about 25% are running solo, so they're staying, they're riding the bus from the finish so they can have their cars there. We'll leave from uh, Chiha Friday morning on a, with a bus to take people to the start, or people can stay in Dalton, Georgia, which is just a, probably seven miles over the hill from the race start, and we'll have packet pickup and everything there Thursday night, and then people can come up, drive over the mountain to the actual start location Friday morning. It starts Friday at noon. Definitely. I actually met, I was talking about um, a station. I, I met a group of people recently at Chattanooga. I was at the race, and they said, hey, you are you coming to this? I said, and they were telling me they're one of the a station. <laughs> so so I forgot which which area. They have a race out there too, but they, they have a station so that's one group they were asking me. Um, hundred hundred hours. What is what is hundred hours? How many days is that? Five. Four and a half. Yeah, four days and four hours. I think is four, what it is. Four days and four hours. Definitely that that course uh, that David David described. I have a uh, Kenneth and I. We have a run. We we ran from flag mountain all, all the way to cape spring we don't know what's beyond cape spring we go north um this this is common coming up opposite of whichever we're headed we, we're gonna definitely gonna keep running north pretty soon we kind of paused it last year so so it'll be we want to finish the whole pinhoti and see the pinhoti but this is this will bring you like almost a half or 200 miles so you know the pinhoti um, so definitely, it's a, one of the things, um, uh, if you have run Pinhoti 100, it's kind of the same direction. That area, the whole area, what, from Cape Spring, that's the, that I know of, to Chiha Mountain, it's pretty runnable. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how that whole thing will work because it's very, very nice, not beautiful trails. Crossing with Georgia and Alabama, there's a flag, so, so you get to see... You know, there's a video I, we did, like Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, we did that. So definitely, 
It'll be a very nice race. Um, we, we love Pinhoti and we love the course, you know, the whole area is beautiful. So, so uh, David, tell us about, um, as people are preparing for this or, you know, they want to sign up, they have a kind of fence. Tell us uh, about how do they prepare if you have done 100 mile or now you want to do 200 mile or how should they prepare or at least things that, hey, I can do this thing. Tell us how should people prepare for 200 mile or well, if you've run a hundred, that you're prepared. You know, if you tr- if you do the same thing you were doing to train for a hundred, you'll have no trouble with two hundred. The main difference is you have to to rest. You've got to sleep. That was a mistake mm-hmm. I made because I did not finish the one I did. I came up twenty miles short because I didn't sleep the mm-hmm. proper cycle. You sleep four or five hours early on. First two or three, I should have slept four or five hours, the first three aid stations. Then the last two I could have cut back, Mm. but, uh, or sleep stations, I should say. And I did it the other way around. I slept one hour at the first, two hours at the second, and then three hours at the next two. And that's just not the way you do it. I did not understand that. Literally, if you've trained to an adequate level to go successfully run 100, you can do 200. It's just that simple. Uh, definitely one of the thing I, I recently talked to somebody who did 200 he was like literally you have to you start from the get-go you start walking you know or you know just just enough running um, because you have to preserve for so long in the distances and like you said sleeping as well so you'll have a cot and stuff people to sleep or how, how does that work well we're gonna have five sleep stations um, we're gonna try to have them all heated uh, we're not sure if we can get them all with heat or not, it just kind of depends. Uh, three at least will be full sleep stations. They're all full aid stations. They'll have, we're gonna probably have sleeping pads and uh, sleeping bags in each one. And you'll have to use your pack for a pillow. We're not gonna have pillows now. We're also recommending that if you know you're gonna be using the sleep stations later in the race and you're maybe not going to be a front runner you might want to put your own sleeping bag because mm-hmm. we don't have we can't go wash the sleeping bags between <laughs> no, you know run out so you know the after four or five people have been sleeping in a sleeping bag that soak you know if they're sweaty and smelly gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. but there's nothing we can do about that but so people can bring their own sleeping bags if they want to and, and use theirs but we will provide them uh, as I said, three of the age stations at least, our sleep stations, will have heaters in them. So it'll be, if it's cold, it'll be warmer. Uh, they might want to bring a blanket too. I mean, you just don't know what they, it's going to, they need to really pay attention to the weather and kind of be prepared for anything because you never know about that. And uh, Yeah. So, so definitely that segue away first. A couple of things I was going to ask and then one other thing. As a hundred mile myself, I mean, you know, hundred miles long, long race. Two hundred miles longer, you're talking about hundred hours. So, weather can change from a hot to warm to cold to rainy to whatever have you. So you gotta you gotta prepare for all weather condition. That's for sure. So so talking about that, how many uh, you know, how many aid station will you have like a drop back? How does that drop back will look like? Like you said, you know, you have you have a little experience uh, mm-hmm. running uh, running two hundred. And running 200 miler, how does it drop back? I mean, I can 
it's already hard enough for a hundred mile drop bag. I think the Pinhoti 100 has like five drop bags. You have on, on Lake Martin, we have a couple of drop bags. We come back over and over. Mm-hmm. So how does how, how how should somebody prepare for a drop bags? It depends on your running style and speed. Also, of course, makes a big difference. But for the mid pack average runner, backpack runner like me, um, you know, I, I put more stuff in there than uh, probably a lot of people. Most of it I never use, but it's it's there. But with uh, we'll have with fifteen aid stations, I think twelve or thirteen allowed drop bags. So you know you can you can put a lot of stuff in there. We require you to carry certain things, like uh, you have to have a water filter, you have to have so many calories because it is the aid stations obviously are substantially longer than the standard hundred mile. Gotcha. Uh, some of them are going to take quite a while to get between. Um, and but each also each aid station, unlike most hundred miles, is going to have like a full menu of food. We're going to serve hamburgers, hot dogs. I, I mean, I can't. I don't even know what all we're Breakfast. we're working on the menu right right Breakfast. now. And uh, but hot, all kinds of hot food. It's going to be soup. made to order for the most part. We're going to have soup. Uh, and we're also going to have the normal aid station food because some people are going to want to hurry through, and but the majority are not. They're going to stop and sit just because of you know you you, you don't want to wear yourself out early, so uh, they'll sit down and we'll make whatever you want to order. And of course, uh, overnight and in the morning we'll be making full breakfast, everything from pancakes to eggs, bacon sausage uh, i don't even know there'll be some different things at each aid stations but there'll be a full menu always available 24 hours a day during the race at all of the aid stations so definitely um just be prepared for those um, recently i was talking to somebody like i was pacing at losing a marathon he's like i got everything in my backpack he was wearing a little ultra and he was running just half a marathon he was running his i told him that you're prepared for ultra marathon all, all you need is a bacon and a, <laughs> and a little stove that's all you need so you may not have to go that that extent but definitely preparing uh, for this this race is a uh, it's going to be vital because not only you're you know like you said the aid station is going to be far and you know not 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 less but there'll be in between but but again you'll pass through city if you pass through cape spring and a couple of places and there there'll be stores and stuff mm-hmm. you can always just just map look at the penhody map and like i said i have not gone beyond beyond <laughs> cape spring side so i'm not going to even talk about there's actually a nice place to the hotels and stuff over there at the cape spring oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's because i we, we i looked i was like next time i'll come so so the, i wouldn't be able to tell you if i if i go north on this i will take some videos and audios and i'll bring that and this david we talked about you know you know preparing for this race you know one of the biggest things for us as a runner, we like to switch shoes, you know. And when you do a 200 mile, what is what is people and I and how often should we be changing shoes? Should should you carry it there or or put in a put in a, you know drop bags and the shoes and socks and those, you know, changing clothes is always so vital to just kind of feel fresh, continued. And how how does that work? Tell us about it. Well, the um... We allow bigger than drop bags in a lot of places. We allow up to 40 
I think, 40-liter bags, and we recommend the dry bags. Now, those things, they used to be really expensive. Now you can get them on Amazon in different colors and write your name all over them, and, and you, you put you know, put a pair of shoes in each one and a, pair, a change of socks. And, you know, if you want to have different shirts and jackets and stuff like that, uh, overnight in the mountains in April, uh, granted the Georgia mountains are little, but I've been in about as cold a storm as I've ever been in my life in on July 4th weekend in Dahlonega, Georgia, in the mountains. It is amazing how cold the uh, storm can be in those mountains. So we're going to, you know, probably more than likely will require everybody to have a rain jacket with them at all times uh, just to avoid hypothermia. Because, I mean, I got caught up there once in uh, Cruel Jewel and just... That was unbelievably miserable, and that's in May. You know, so just, you know, be prepared for that. Bring extra, you know, changes of clothes. Bring a towel. Maybe bring a blanket to the sleep stations if you want a little extra. It's just the bag is big enough you can put in whatever you whatever you think you might need. It's a good way to kind of mentally prepare for the for the race is lining all – I line all the drop bags up across the floor, and I sort things, and I, I put the little – Things that I like, like uh, Reese's Pieces and little Mackies, <laughs> which those are great, except when you're running in the desert. Don't put Reese's Pieces in your drop bag in the it'll, desert. It'll you end up with a really peculiar-looking block of <laughs> stuff you don't want to eat. <laughs> so, so definitely, um, so that kind of segue for me to just kind of think about, you know, as a 100-miler, we have crew access. Uh, Pinahody 100, you know, that, that runs in a lot part. And, um, you know, so we're not going to talk about the same course, but still we're talking about point to point. That's the only experience I have. Talk about crew access, especially crew, family. They want to help, you know, get their runner. Have you thought about that logistically, mm-hmm. how that how that will work? And talk about that because that's very important for people. If, they, if you're running solo, it, this doesn't count. Just skip this part. But I want to learn and know about this 200-mile crew pacing, all these things. Go ahead. Most of the aid stations are crew accessible. The only ones that are not, Johns Mountain is not. Uh, the ones on gravel roads are basically the ones that are not crew accessible because that many the cars just can't get up there. Um, so the crew can be at most aid stations. The ones where they're not also are generally pretty pretty close to a major aid station that you have just left. So there's really no need for to have a crew eight or nine miles down the road. Um, pacers, after, I'm not sure where we're allowed, it's not really, after I think the first sleep station, I don't think we've thought about that yet. That's kind of a minor detail, but probably from uh, maybe Cave Spring on allow pacers, um, I'm, this is something I added for myself. Anybody over 65 can have a pacer the entire race. Gotcha. So uh, the, the only requirements are pacers have to sign a release and have to check in and out just like the runners because we have to know at all times who's on the course, where they are. All runners will have spot trackers, I think is what they're called. Uh, so we 
absolutely know where everybody is at all times, which is also very helpful for a crew because they know where you are. Um, a couple of the aid stations, uh, one of them still in Georgia is very small, and uh, I, we're not sure yet whether we're going to be able to have crew in there or not. That's kind of probably going to be up to the Georgia uh, National Forest, Chattahoochee, what is it, Chattahoochee uh, National Forest Rangers uh, are going to determine whether they're going to let us have people at that aid station, but most of them will have, have crew access. I think we're exhausted talking about this. Um, is there anything else you want to add? I mean, this is, this is the most information I have about this 200. You know, I'll, I'll be out there some, some, in some form. Now, I'm not running, so some of, some of you are wondering, like, is someone's going to be out there? No, 200 is a little too far. I'm, I'm not able to finish 100 lately, so, so 200 is becoming, you know, this. But I'm, I'm built for 200. That's what I tell people. The reason I'm built for 200 is, and then we, we, we looked at it in Lake Martin, and since that I can sleep, I can run and I can sleep. I wake up and I continue running. Mm-hmm. I've done that in Lake Mark over and over. Mm-hmm. And um and then and even last year I would have finished Lake Martin, the only reason is I was so far behind the clock. I needed another like 20 hours. So. <laughs> because I did 15 hours and 18. I ended 20, 24 hours. I would have finished. It's just that I just I just ran out of the clock. So that's why I didn't want it to continue. But but definitely, I think I think that's the one thing about about 200, um, what I've heard from over and over. And I would love to hear from those of you listening, if you have experience in, in 200, please uh, uh, send, send me a note. Um, uh, I would like to listen in one of the, those main, main, you know, other than physical, everything is just waking up, sleeping, waking up and continue because, you know, some people just quit after sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, after stop. It's like, okay, my body cannot handle this. So definitely, it's it's a, it's a it'll be a good a good good thing to see for us. Um, is there anything else you want to add, David? I don't think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, today today we still have months and months away. Maybe we need to sit down again. Maybe maybe we need to bring the other party. What do you call running lane? Running lane. Will Rogers Sean. and Sean Allen. Will used to be a Birmingham runner, and I know him for a very long time. Sean, I think I, I met him a couple of few times. So I haven't run their races, but. But they do have a lot of races in North North mm-hmm. Alabama, so well, really all over Alabama. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, definitely. So, so, so definitely, they they have a lot of trail races. So, both having you two running running this race, you know, having this, and you, you just want to, I want to just remind the runners that you are in a good good hand. So, so if you thinking about you know, you, I, one thing, let's talk about before I forget, I was gonna almost end this thing but i just remember about the marking the course how the course is going to be marked because pinhoti is easy to mark by the way we're running pinhoti without uh, without having flags all we do is that we do have a pinhoti app uh, there's an app out there you can download we're using that for us uh, and they're also pinhoti is marked really well the most of the way there's certain turns we were kind of having so so then we we have an app but tell us about how you're going to mark the course what what is it like you know or is there an app that you specifically use go ahead uh, it's yes to both of those mm-hmm. gotcha we require it's one of the other things we're going to require is that they download um and i like the i get gaia app gaia app whatever it's called i i use that a lot 
uh, it's easy to load the course on. We have right now already have the the actual GPX file on the the website, and you can download that and actually see the exact course. Um, I've used it several times. It will keep you. It's not exact, especially under the tree canopy. But in you know April, the trees are beginning. They've filled out pretty well, but not okay. totally. So. Um, it, it, it'll keep you close. If you get off track, you'll know it because you'll see the tracks that, where you're supposed to be is off to your left or your right, and you know to go that way to get back on it. But we have 1,500 to close to 2,000 what I call night flags. They all have the DOT prismatic tape that you can see half a mile away with a good light. And then I've just ordered 2,000 more so that's almost 4,000 flags we have. And most of, almost all of them will probably be on the course. We put one out, we'll probably put out 10 to 15 a mile. And then at any trail interchange or, or anything like that, there'll be our crossing, there'll be multiple flags. Just, it's just exactly like I mark our courses. Um, I have about 150 f- signs that I use directional signs, wrong way signs, and so on. And I've just ordered another hundred for this race, and I'm about to order another 30 or 40 because we still need a few more. There are directional signs, there's wrong way signs, there's warning about a busy road you're crossing, there are signs for the for oncoming traffic to let them know the runners on the road, things like that. Uh, all of the flags will have every flag on the course, except maybe the first few miles will have that DOT prismatic tape. So you can spot the next flag hundreds of yards away. Uh, most of the flags are also going to have DOT uh, tape on them, just so they, they're easier to spot. Um, and we, we're going to start a week early and work with volunteers and mark from one end to the other direction. I always mark the direction people run. I don't ever, even as many times I've done our courses, I still do it that way. Um, and it's just, you know, we're going to do our best to be sure everything's marked. The road sections before any runners start down, we'll, we'll drive those again. And, um, but between the, the marking, technically you should not, even need the app to keep you on course but storms people animals who knows knows? mess with flags they get pulled up signs occasionally get turned around i'm sure that storms um you know things like that and so you you know you have to have a backup and we don't want to have to go pick up somebody over and Tennessee, they got off course and just kept going. So we want to keep everybody at least close to the course. Um, it, we have we're, we're already working on our one thing. I'll, I'll add, we're already working on our medical team. Uh, Valkyrie's Austere Medicines Medical Solutions is going to manage that. They're putting together actually a team, so they'll have two or three different locations, and then have people out on the course. And um, so that no, there'll always be medical people 
they may not be at every age station, but they're going to be far away, and they're going to be in contact with each other, so in any situation, they can get to whoever needs it. Definitely. Well, one thing um, I tell you about, from my experience running David's Race for, what, 13 years, 10 years, more than 10 years now, um, I have run so many of them. If you, usually I say, if you are if you got lost, it's your fault, mostly. So, But but in this scenario, uh, definitely be prepared. Uh, don't end up in Chattanooga, but be prepared <laughs> that, you know, like what David said, there could be a possibility that, you know, you, can always, you cannot always rely on a flag. What I heard from him right now is that he will put all effort that you may not need to have or anything to, to direct you, but there's a possibility that, you know, which I totally understand on, on this one. Definitely, David, it's been a good conversation we were having here. I know um, I wanted you to talk about uh, the, the buckle before we end this podcast. Talk about the buckle, uh, the buckle that you have, the beautiful... Uh, you know, everybody, we, we do not run <laughs> under mile or, or 200 mile or for, for like a, things like a wonderful buckle. So talk about your buckle. Do you have a buckle here already or you still? No, they have not been, or it's uh, just been designed. It's, it has so, been designed. So mm-hmm. talk to us about the buckle a little bit. Yeah, it's just, we had a, uh, Sean and Will use a, a company and I'm not even sure where they are that they really like and, he asked them to design a buckle for us and what they sent us the first time I loved. They'd already done the logo and we said that's that's it and it's got a touch of a western design. It's going to be about five inches. It's, it's going to be big. It's going to be gotcha. more like the, the cruel jewel buckles uh, but it's going to be a more it's going to be an expensive buckle. It's going to be really nice. It's not, it's not a stamped when it's one of those that's more like the you know how the Lake Martin buckle is made. It's it's uh, uh, I mean like I say I haven't seen the buckles. I've just seen the the pictures, but it's going to be nice. I'll look forward to to see the buckle. I, I may not get it this time, but hopefully in the future, maybe one year, <laughs> I have a courage enough to you know run or you know my schedule really doesn't match at this time because I got too many April. It's just just months of just just traveling around the world, um, but definitely um, uh, looking forward to uh, hearing more about this race uh, in the coming months. And thanks for inviting me to your house and pick up my jacket <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that I, I I was able to win this year. It's been a few years I have not won this. And before we close this, uh, David, give give some. I was like to give a word of advice, encouragement to people who are in offense thinking about this race. Uh, let's just focus on the 200. Just fo- give a word of advice. Tell your best, you know, tell them to come join the party. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be a really nice race, and we are very excited about it. Uh, the course is beautiful. We've I haven't run parts of it, but uh, there are some other races that use some of the trails, and the people say they're just absolutely beautiful. Uh, I, I know John's Mountain, when we go up there to that overlook, it's just amazing to look out across the countryside from, uh, you know, for people who live in Colorado and Wyoming, I, I guess the views may not, they may not consider it as spectacular, but for this part of the country, it does not get any better. The course is very runnable. There's no giant climbs. There's no canyons to go drop down in to have to climb out of. Uh, There's probably going to be a few water crossings. 
uh, but it's going to be a, a course that anybody that's trained an adequate amount, you literally could almost walk the entire course. Well, you could if, if you didn't sleep much. You could just walk the entire course and finish. If you're a fast walk, you don't have to be a really fast walker. So it's just, it's going to be a very doable race. Then it's going to be a good experience from beginning to end. And so we encourage everybody to come out and join us. Definitely, guys. Sign up for the race. Uh, if you're still not sure, send an email to David, and he'll 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 convince you. Right? <laughs> yeah, just just go up and look up an ultra sign up. This this race is already posted there, and uh, definitely um, uh, just hope to see you here in, in South. If you're if you're listening from far far away, um, you know you're wondering what's what Alabama has, and usually a lot of you like what David said. We we don't have a bigger higher mountain you know I, I, I grew up in Nepal we done nothing like that but definitely the mountain that we have here is big enough for us and it's beautiful and it's challenging you if you're looking for challenge you you get it if you're looking for fun you'll have it and if you're just want to just see what the 200 is all about you get those all the experience included so come out and run it so thanks David thanks Mary Jo all right thank you so much